Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Hachalam. We're now in Masachet Baba Kama Daf Nun Amud Bet. In the second half of Mishnah He, dealing with Nizke Bor, Mishnah He of Perakei. Hachofer Bor Bishut HaRabim, Anafal Toho Shor Hamor, Chayav. So if you dug a Bor Bishut HaRabim, and, <coughs> and an animal fell in, then you are liable for that. Echad Hachofer Bor, so we're now given five different types of uh, excavations. And we'll talk about what they are in the Gemara, because the Gemara will go through all of them. Your Chayav in all of those cases. So why did the Torah use the word Bor? So Ma Bor Because the measure for a Bor, which is deep enough to kill an animal, is Ten Tfachim, Therefore, all of these that are ten tefachim, um, uh, you're liable for. Now, if they were less shallow, they were shallower than ten tefachim, if an animal fell in and died, you are not liable. But if it only got injured, you are. All right, now, famous machloket about the nature of Nizke Bor. Amarav, Bor, Shechiva Alav Torah, the Torah found you uh, created generated liability because of the airspace that you created um, by digging the hole, but not because of the impact on the ground. So Rav, Rav obviously holds that the impact hits on ground which doesn't belong to you, and therefore you can't be liable for it. He agrees with Hevel with the airspace. Hevel here, by the way, may, may mean foul air or dangerous air. Certainly, it's the impact for which you're liable. So why does Shmuel need Hevel? Chavata's good enough. The answer is because the Torah says you're for bor, and it doesn't distinguish if it's totally empty or if there's, as an example, a bunch of sponges in it. So it's a very soft landing. So therefore, it must be that Hevel is also part of the part of the issue. Now, my benayu, what's the practical difference? If you build a mound in Rishut Rabim, the Rav a gova Rav says you can't be chayiv for the gova. There's no foul airspace. You're not in an, in a chamber of any sort. Shmuel says you're also chayiv because there is ten tefachim of dropping and hitting the ground. Now, my time at the Rav, what's Rav's reason for saying it's only Havel? The Torah says, if That means falling in the normal way of falling, which is down into a pit. What does he do with that? He takes the same word and he reads it differently. Meaning, any sort of falling is implied. Now, Tanan, our Mishnah says, Why does the Torah say bor? If you're liable for all those things, just like a boar uh, has to be deep enough, ten tefachim, and that's the shear. So all these other things are also ten tefachim, and then it lists the other things. Actually, it listed them before. So what's afkol there? To expand it not just to the five things listed, but also to a mound. According to Rav, nothing else is being included. So what's Afkol there for? It's there to bring to give you all these other uh, excavations. But they're already mentioned explicitly. 
The answer is Tani Vahadim Afarish. First they listed them, and then the Afkol is there to explain why they're there. That's Rav's take. Now, parenthetically, Vahani Kulhu Diktani Lamali. Why does the Mishnah have to say Haritzin, Shiach Miarach, Haritzin, or Nitzin? So now we'll explain what they are. And I, I put the Rashi on the page, the two pieces of Rashi on the page from the Mishnah as an explanation. Tzricha. Itana bor. Bor is, is, uh, cylindrical and is, uh, and is wide, but if the Torah is, and is round, but it's relatively narrow. So if the Torah only said you're liable for bor, Havimena would have reasoned as follows. Bor asarahu deit behevla. That the, the bor has, uh, has foul air. Because it's small. And therefore, ten fachim would be enough foul air to create it. Aval, shiach darich, but a shiach was like a bunker, which is long. Maybe it's aired out enough so the ten fachim don't create enough uh, noxious air and it would have to be deeper for you to be liable. If the Mishnah had said shiach, I would say, yeah, their ten generates bad enough air. Mishum dekotin, because it's small. But a cave or cavern which is wider, maybe that really, because remember, the broader it is, the more that the noxious air circulates and, and, and gets out and is aerated a little bit so that it might not be as bad. If I had cave, that's 10, because it's covered. Charitzin are like trenches that are dug, and they're not covered. So they have a way to get out. Vitana Charitzin, if I mention Charitzin, I mean Charitzin, there are excavations that are straight up. And therefore, it's not like a lip where the air actually funnels out. I mean, the Itzin, the Itzin, which is like, which is like wedge shape ditches, there are Vichimila El Tfemi Tatoi that are wider on top than below. I would think there, there's a lot of room for the air to circulate, and therefore it may have to be much deeper before we have dangerous air. Kamash Malan, therefore, it teaches that all of them are ten. Now, Tanan, The Mishnah says that less than ten, you're not liable for death, but you are liable for damage. Why are you patur if it's less than ten? Isn't it because there's just not enough impact when he falls that little? No, because there's not enough noxious air in there. So why are you liable for damage? The answer is, there's enough noxious air to generate damage, but not to generate death. All right, now here's a story. There was an ox, and it's a strange story with a strange psak that at the end become very clear. There was an ox that fell into a pond. Shach de mare. So the, uh, the, his master immediately shachted him. I guess he didn't want to get caught with uh, the possibility of a trefa. Tarfer of Nachman. Rav Nachman said, the animal's a trefa. And it's trefa. Amr of Nachman, Ishaqa mare de haitara kava de kimcha. If this, the owner had taken one kav of wheat, Meaning, if he had taken some provisions with him, Azal Tana Midrasha, and he had come to the Beit Midrash, he would have learned him that if you wait 24 hours after an accident like that happens, and the animal's still doing fine, then it's a kshera. So Lo the Torah would not have made him lose a shore that was worth a lot more than the wheat he would have lost. In other words, 
he was, uh, shall we say, uh, penny-wise uh, and pound-foolish in that he ended up losing much more because he didn't just take the time to go check out what he needed to do. Alma Kasav Rav Nachman, so what are we hearing from Rav Nachman? Yesh Chavot of because the, we find out later that the pond was six deep. And uh, so we see that Rav Nachman held that an animal could fall that little and still possibly be mortally wounded, and that's why he called him a trefa. Eitavir of Rav Nachman, so Rav turned to his Rebbe and said, from the Mishnah, that in our Mishnah it says that less than 10, you're not liable for death. My time, a lot of Isn't it because there's not enough impact in 10? Because we're talking there about a pit where there's, it's, it's enclosed. And therefore, there's not, there's not sufficient noxious air. But here, it's wide open, so that's not the issue. So Yahi, who's Akbo Chayava, Leit Behevla. So he asked him the same question we had earlier. So why are you liable for damages? So Malayan, Hevelamito, Yeshevelanazakin. In a bore, less than 10, there's enough noxious air to create damage, but not for death. Eitave, so we had another challenge. Beta Skila Komot. The scaffold used for Skila was two people high. And we have an addition to that Mishnah in Sanhedrin that says the height of the guy himself, Hare Khan Shalosh, they have three high. If you think that less than ten will also create a, a, an impact, so why do you have to build it so high? Put the guy one up and drop him down. So he said, according to you, why don't we just make a tent for him? Which nearly every application in Shas to, of that Pasuk is You have to make sure that he's killed in a humane way. And if he's killed too low to the ground, he'll probably suffer a lot. So if that's the case, why don't we make it really high? And the answer is because that'll be very degrading. His body will be really wiped out in a terrible way. Alright, Eitave, Kipol Hanofemi Menu, the, uh, Pasuk that talks about building a ma'ake, a parapet around your roof, says, Menu Velobitocho, meaning the liability for a parapet is only when the roof is higher than the round, ground about it, around it, and not lower. So therefore, if you fell from somewhere else onto the roof, you don't have to build a parapet to protect against that. Ketzad. If the Rashut Rabbim around was ten Tvachim higher, and you fell in, and somebody fell in, you're Patur. You didn't put up a parapet, you're Patur. But the opposite, in a normal case, Rashut Rabbim is lower than the house, and it's more than ten Tvachim low, and you fell from the roof into the Rashut Rabbim, then Chayav. Now, that's all stipulating the idea of ten. But if you think, Rav Nachman, that less than ten could be a mortal wound, why are you saying that only a ten you're chayiv? You could be chayiv less to, to build a parapet even if your is if your roof is very very uh, close to the ground. So shani because the Torah says and less than ten is not called a bayit. So he He said, but t- think about it. If the house is ten from the outside, there's also the thickness of the roof that you're on. If it's exactly ten on the outside, then on the inside it's less than ten, because there's a ceiling. 
So you can't call it a house. So So perhaps the guy dug underneath a little bit to give himself a little more headroom, and therefore the house really is ten inside also. You could even have a house that's ten, even if it's not ten on the outside. In other words, back to your question. If you back to your point, if you really think that impact of less than ten could kill. Then why don't you have somebody build a parapet even when the uh, the roof is uh, six tefachim off the ground? Because maybe inside they dug deeper, and so then again you still have a house. Right? So Ella. So the answer is that all of these questions demonstrate that Rav Nachman is coming from a different place when he said that that animal was a trefa, because we all agree that less than ten tefachim is not going to kill anybody. The answer is Rav Nachman Savar Mikrisa de Torah Laara Kamahave says how far is it from the abdomen of the animal to the ground? It says that's four. Arita Deloy Kamahave how deep was the pond? Shita was six. I told you before it was six. Haasara said the animal really did fall ten. It fell ten from where its body is all the way to the bottom of the pond. And that's why Rav Nachman says the trefa, because it really did fall ten. Uh, so then all the questions we had earlier now go away. So then why does the Mishnah say that Kedelamit is ten tvachim? According to you, it should be six tvachim, because it's six tvachim from the ground, plus another four tvachim up to the animal. We're talking about a case where the animal was lying on the ground and fell into the boar, so it's ten tfachim. According to this, by the way, it would mean that if a boar was six tfachim and an animal was walking around normally and fell in, perhaps you would say he's chayiv, uh, except that in a normal case, probably the animal would fall on the ground a little bit and then fall in, but again, uh, unclear uh, whether in the final analysis we would say that you would have liability for a boar for death that's less than 10 uh, in a case where the animal really was walking and the total distance from the animal's body to the bottom of the boar was 10 as Rav, Nachman, uh, Rav Nachman's case bared out. Okay, we'll stop at this point. We'll pick up with Mishnah Vav, which continues with the issue of Nizke Boar, Andaf Nun Aleph Amud Aleph. Uh, in the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.